Tony Pollard ahead of schedule. Kadarius Tony news. DeAndre Hopkins news. Elijah Moore news. Justin Ross sighting. We've got a whole lot to talk about on this episode of the Fantasy Football Show. Phone calls will be taken. Super chats will be answered. Your boy Smitty is starting the show right now. So file on in. Hit that like button. Let's go. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. We got a little more Tony Pollard news. We've, we've talked about him a couple times over the last couple days. By the way, file on in. Appreciate everybody being in here. First in the building today was JCIM, followed by Melvin, followed by Tristan, followed by Joe Blake, Kilpatrick, Romario. Appreciate you all. The Isaac, Golf, OEG, Thomas, Space, Ricky. Very blessed indeed. I could go on and on. Appreciate you all. Hit that thumb button, thumb up button on the way in the door. So, Tony Pollard, leg, broken fibula, if you remember told reporters he was ahead of schedule in his rehab and plans to be ready for the start of training camp, which is great news because we're not hearing about, oh, he could be ready for week one or I should be ready for the start of week one or I should be you know, up to speed. We'll see. It's he should be ready. He plans to be ready for training camp, which means there's no ill effects at all, really, from what I can tell at this stage in the game. And Tony Pollard's season is in full effect. Now, he's a moon man. For a reason. Tony Pollard has the ability to be a top five running back in fantasy football. You can laugh at that all you want. You can get upset at that all you want. You could say, hey, Smitty, you know, he'll never stay healthy. Or, hey, Smitty, they're going to run. They're going to bring somebody else in. They're going to cut Dalvin Cook over. In, or they cut Dalvin Cook in Minnesota. And now it's June 1. It's June 1. Where's Dalvin Cook go? No Dalvin Cook news yet today, which is kind of crazy. But could they bring Dalvin Cook in? They certainly could. They certainly could. I'm going to keep refreshing uh, all my sources to, to see if there's anything new popping up on the on the Dalvin Cook front or any any other front. We've got Kadarius Tony uh, uh, news. We've got um, Justin Ross news, which is interesting because those are the same the same team. But we have uh, one report here from ESPN Sports saying the Chiefs have big plans for Kadarius Tony, and uh, there's a lot of people talking about Kadarius Tony right now, and. <laughs> He's on he's on the satellite man list. Satellite men. Space cadets. Wait, where'd he go? <laughs> where'd he go? Kadarius. Where are you, Kadarius? Let me see if I can get him back on here. There we go. <laughs> where'd he go? I don't know what happened to him. Kadarius Tony is on the the satellite man list. The question is, do we have enough time to put him on the moon man list? The answer is yes, because it's only June 1. Uh, we could put him on the moon man list. He certainly could be a moon man. His injury concern is real. His upside is absolutely 100% authentic. We just don't know what we're going to get with Kadarius Tony. But the hype is out of control right now. And I don't blame it. I don't blame the hype at all. I, I buy into the hype. I Smitty approved the hype. This right here coming from Jeremy Fowler saying they do believe Kadarius Tony can be a number one type wide receiver. Not their number one, a number one type wide receiver. A la their replacement eventually for Tyreek Hill is what they're thinking, what everybody's saying. They have big plans for this kid. And I got an Instagram video of him doing some footwork drills. 
And he looks great. He looks quick. He's got a twitch that a lot of players don't have. He has that Tyreek Hill twitch where he could just literally move directions, bounce back, bounce to the left in, in ways that other wide receivers can't. It's it's like almost like a cat-like reflex that him and Tyreek Hill have where they can literally run a, run a route, stop dead in their tracks, and bounce back and just be open. Just just kind of like a little little almost like a jump cut, but in a in a way the wide receiver does it that a wide receiver normally doesn't. Running backs do jump cuts a lot. Literally a jump cut is where you you jump into the air, right? And as you come down, you're gonna decide to plant that way or that way. And you see the best of the best running backs jump cut in phenomenal ways that the defense defenders can't contain, can't predict what's where the player is gonna go. In basketball, you're always trained to watch a player's hips because their hips won't lie. They'll tell you which direction they're going to go. Jump cuts are amazing because when you're coming down, you literally can just explode in one direction. And this guy, Kadarius Toney, he, he looks like Tyreek Hill sometimes when he's doing some sort of route running and he literally will like jump cut and go in a different direction. He'll literally stutter, stop, pull back, and he's wide open. It's kind of like he's shooting a jump shot. He's running a route. Stepping back instead of shooting a jump shot, he's catching a pass, and he's just wide open. He's going to be wide open all the time, and and playing and moving around all over the field with the weapons that are on the field. You've got this guy Travis Kelsey. You may have heard about continuously gaining the attention of of defenses. Where's Kelsey at? Spying on Mahomes. You can't let Mahomes even run around at all because he could run for 40, 50 yards. He could run a 40, 50 yard touchdown at any moment. So. Defenders can't worry about double-teaming Kadarius Toney, who has yet to really prove himself. So he's walking into Week 1 without the respect of defenses. They don't respect him at all. He's a head case for one. Hopefully that's under control. He's He's got kind of just this knack for getting hurt or putting his body in, in, in harm's way. And proof was the game where he headbutted his own uh, I think it was like a trainer, headbutted a trainer, got in a fist fight, and literally dove out onto his arms and landed on his arms and almost looked like he broke both his arms. He didn't. But this guy's just got a tendency to get into trouble. He just feels a lot like Josh Gordon. You know, like Josh Gordon. Just can he stay out of trouble? Can he stay healthy? Can he stay on the field? And that's what we all fear about Kadarius Tony, of course. We're all worried about, is this going to play out the way we hope it will play out? Or will we be extremely disappointed like we all were when this kid was supposed to explode last year and he was our number one waiver wire grab for the year at one point because we have this meter of how how likely is this person to be the number one overall pickup of the season? We have that meter. And he was a 9 or 9.5 out of 10 on that meter, walking into that breakout, supposed breakout game, and he fell flat on his face. He didn't produce anything. Completely disappointed everybody. And didn't show up again until a little later. Now, I, I'm, I'm very, very quick to caution you away from expecting wide receiver one fantasy numbers. Num- that means you're, you're low-end wide receiver one. You ignore the position... And let's see you draft Drake London and Kadarius Tony, and those are your two wide receivers, your top two wide receivers on your team, which could be a phenomenal, 
approach, to be honest. Like, you could go in that direction. Here's a team right here. I'll show you. Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY. They'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. Just use the link in the description of this video and in every video I have. Let me drop the, the link right here as well. That link right there will, will get you into a position where you can draft with me every Thursday, Friday, Saturday because the schedule on the show is as follows. I go live whenever news breaks right here. I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, which is what this show is right here. And then we draft live every single week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three days straight, every single week, midnight Eastern. And guess what I just did? I pulled off this team so far. This is a pretty good-looking squad right here. Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Kenneth Walker, Chris Olave, Drake London, Jahan Dotson, and Darren Waller. I've I've done tweaks of this where I've gotten Kadarius Tony instead of going like the route of a Waller or a Dotson, and I like it. I like the variation of this type of team with Kadarius Tony in that wide receiver three spot, and and you could technically front or top load this with a a Burrow or a Mahomes or something like that, and not have a Lave. So instead of a Lave, you have Mahomes, okay, and then you have Drake London, and then Kadarius Tony as your wide receiver one and two, and I like that team. That team's a phenomenal looking team. You're going light at wide receiver. For a reason, you're believing in a guy like Kadarius Tony and Drake London for a reason. If you don't like Drake London or Kadarius Tony, close your mouth and shut your trap for a minute and let the people that do enjoy and take it in and bask in the glory that looks to be the Drake London and the Kadarius Tony or the Jahan Dodson, Drake London, and Alave. Do what you want. Use the process, not the player. Stop getting all your panties in a bunch about which player you like and don't like. That's the whole point of why we play fantasy football. But for me, if I'm going to top load my entire roster, get a Mahomes in the number one QB spot with my second rounder, not draft Alave, later on get Kadarius Tony, have Drake London and Jahan Dotson. I'm fine with that light wide receiver room because I believe in my boys. And I believe that London's going to come play football in 2023. I believe Jahan Dotson's going to come play football in 2023. And you know I believe that Olave's playing football in 2023. But my point is, sub him out for Kadarius Tony, and go get Mahomes instead of Olave. It's a great, a great, great approach. And you're stacking and you're getting all those, you're covering all those bases. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. No doubt about it. Yes, Michael Wilson. We talk about Michael Wilson all the time, uh, relentless on this show. So kind of hard to be quiet about it because we're really excited about Michael Wilson. Michael Wilson's an absolute stud in the making if he can stay healthy in Arizona. They might even be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, the Arizona Cardinals. So Mike Williams to the moon. Can't be quiet. We've already cracked open the bag, bro. The cat has already left the building. The cat is not out of the bag. The cat is in another country. The cat is in outer space. We've sent him to the moon. So the cat is out of the outer space bag. And he can breathe fine. Don't worry. Cat's fine. Let's get back on track. Okay, we started to go into Kadarius Tony. I didn't even finish my Tony Pollard rant. And here I am. Let me put this over here, over here and we'll, we'll tuck it away and we'll get back to it. Then I'm going to open the phone lines in a minute. 
Uh, Mars Man and Moon Man, guys, wait until after the news portion of the show before you dial in. You'll always have priority, but in the beginning of the show, the news portion of the show, there's no phone calls at all. But as soon as those phone calls open up, Mars Men, Moon Men, they always, or Mars Men, I'm sorry, Moon Men don't have that privilege. But the Moon Men still get an amazing card. The Moon Men still get a lifetime membership to the Fantasy Football Show. The Moon Men still get into the, the, the exclusive league that fires off and tries to win and earn a spot into the Marsman League each year. But we got Moon Men and Marsman cards. Marsman jump ahead of the line. Moon Men are still important. Moon Men are people too. And we're going to get into all that in a minute. So hang tight on the phone calls. And we'll open the phone lines in a minute. Tony Pollard told reporters he's ahead of schedule. And I'm telling you right now, you can doubt this kid all you want. And I have my 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 worries about the Dallas Cowboy offense because this Kellen Moore system's been working like a charm for years. Okay? Now he's in he's in a Chargers uh, uh, uh situation there trying to revamp a, a Justin Herbert situation and we'll see how that works in LA. We'll see what happens with Moore. Can he translate over what he was doing in Dallas over into into LA? I keep wanting to say San Diego. And and can he turn? Can he return Herbert to glory where Herbert was headed to? We'll see. Quentin Johnston. He's got Mike Williams. He's got Keenan Allen. He's got Austin Eckler. He's got a lot of weapons. Can Kellen Moore do what Kellen Moore does well? And will Kellen Moore make Eckler a monster, or will he need two running backs and and kind of you know use Eckler differently? And will Eckler even stay healthy? That's a whole other topic. But we do know that Kellen Moore was good for Dallas. We do know Dallas was always a, a lights-out top-five potential offense every year. They could just produce elite numbers. Dak was slinging it all over the place. All over the place. Dak was just an absolute monster. Dak is, has been slinging it. Uh, uh, let's see. What, what's this? Don't worry. It won't take long to compete to win the job. Um First round, I don't know what you're laughing at, Relentless. Is Relentless talking about Wilson? Michael Wilson, quiet stud. We've already yeah, we've already talked about that. He's not quiet here, Relentless. He's not quiet here. He's going to definitely gra- grab the glory early. Um, he's he's the guy. He's the guy to own in Dynasty. There's no Cardinal I want to own at all. I don't want to own... Hol- I don't even want to own Holly- Hollywood Brown. I don't. I don't want to own Hollywood Brown. I don't want to own James Conner. I want nothing to do with James Conner. Even in 2023, oh, they'll run the ball lots, Smitty. I don't care. I don't think the Cardinals are sniffing the end zone very often at all. The only player to own is Wilson in Dynasty, and that's really it. I'm not going near a Cardinal in redraft. We'll see what happens. You know, maybe Toon's pretty good. Maybe Toon ends up... Toon is Tank Dell's uh, former quarterback. Maybe Toon ends up surprising, but... For right now, I'm staying clear of Arizona. They're in full rebuild mode, and they're in full Caleb Williams uh, sweepstakes, so we got to stay clear of that. Um, Smitty, I just wanted your T-Law video straight. I just wanted your T-Law video straight fire. I just wanted your T... I think you mean to say you just wanted to tell me that the T-Law video is straight fire. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate that. I'm worried about the Dallas Cowboys shifting over to a Mike McCarthy built, you know, play calling system because, you know, that guy hasn't exactly been my favorite play caller from the past. He hasn't been my exactly my favorite offensive mind of the past, but is he competent? 
Yes. Am I really extremely worried about the run game? No, because his his mindset is we're going to run the damn ball. And they're going to run more than ever. Therefore, I feel really good about Tony Pollard no matter what they decide to do, div, you know, divvying up the workload. They could give him t- 210 carries and he's a five-yard per carry type of running back. He's efficient. He's going to catch a, a boatload of passes. Let's call it 50-plus receptions in 2023. I mean, Pollard could have a top-six running back season if he's given 55-60 receptions, if he's given you know 210 carries, 220 carries. You don't want him getting 300. You don't want him getting 275. Not that he's not big enough. But his style of play appears to be more Camara than it is Derrick Henry. Even though this guy's at two, uh, two hundred and what is he? Two hundred twelve, two hundred fifteen pounds, I believe. Six foot one. What is Tony Pollard? I think he's six foot one, two twenty. He's, he's a big boy. He's bigger than Bijan Robinson. When people say Pollard won't hold up because of his size, I don't, I don't buy into that. I don't agree with it. I don't think it's it's the right way to look at this. He's six foot. 215. Tony Pollard is six foot 215. Can we stop talking about Tony Pollard as if he's small? He's not small. He's bigger than Bijan Robinson, and Bijan Robinson's a monster. So let's stop talking about Tony Pollard as if he's some tiny guy that can't that can't shoulder a workload between the tackles. Six foot 215. Get over yourself. It's Tony Pollard season. Now, you don't want him getting 215, 220 carries, not because he'll break necessarily. Because that's not his game. He's not He's not going to break because he's too small. You're, you're going to say to yourself, what style of running back is he? If he's not a guy that typically totes the rock 300 times a game, he's not breaking because he's small. He's breaking because that's not the nature of his running style. He is an Alvin Kamara-esque type of runner. He's a 900 to 1100 to a 1200 yard rusher. Sometimes 1200, sometimes 900. He's really doing damage in the receiving game. This is a guy that can pull in 70 receptions once in a while during a season. Not saying he'll do that on the regular. He'll do 55, he'll do 60. But this guy together... Some total, all of his yardage could easily be in the 1500, 1600 territory with, with ease. With ease. He could be way ahead of that. And he could be way ahead of 55, 60 receptions. But if he gets 200 and, I don't know, 220 carries, 55 receptions, 12 to 13 total touchdowns, 12 to 14 total touchdowns, absolutely love it. Top 5 to 10 running back season in the cards. I like Connor this season. Uh, without Kyler, he went. Bro, the problem is, Zach, they're not sniffing the end zone. It's three and out. You can run the ball all you want, but when defenses aren't afraid of you throwing the football and moving the football down the field, stacked boxes. Connor has an injury history. He's never stayed healthy. You think Connor facing more and more eight-man fronts is going to stay healthy? Zach, you go for it. I'm going to step aside and let you take this one. Go ahead and try it out. We'll watch from afar. I'm not going near Connor. I don't blame you if you want to. I know he's kind of an exciting player to own because of the touchdown production, but guess what? This team won't sniff the end zone. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Las Vegas Raiders are probably the three worst teams in the National Football League. All, all teams that I'd be surprised if they got five wins in 2023. And so the Cardinals aren't sniffing the end zone on, the, on any sort of regular basis. That's what Connor feeds off of. If Connor doesn't have touchdowns, Connor ain't scoring fantasy points. Super chat, uh, two super chats I'm going to get to. Paul uh, Wolfer, appreciate you, my guy. Paul Wolfer says, I hope Herbert 
is a monster for my bull prediction. Ha ha. Uh, Paul, I, I, I think Herbert could have a really good season. I think more could get the most out of him. Draft Garrett Wilson over Stevenson. Overcome. Let me put it this way. Garrett Wilson's a top 10 to 14 overall player. Stevenson doesn't sniff the second round. So they're about, they're about a, a, a galaxy apart. So the answer is clearly draft Garrett Wilson, who you're almost willing to take at 12 overall. Stevenson's not a second rounder. So you'd be, you'd be doing yourself a disservice drafting Stevenson a round earlier than his ADP. They're about, they're about 20 picks apart, bro. They're about easily 20 picks apart. So not even close. Not saying Stevenson can't outscore him in a perfect world. I'm just saying you're talking about draft. Draft Garrett Wilson over Stevenson. 1,000%. Yes, appreciate your super chat. You are the man. Um, let's see here. Uh, next next uh, piece of news. other than Oh, well, just to wrap up Tony Pollard. I think Tony Pollard is in a very, very good spot. I think this offense changing worries me, but it worries me more for Lamb and the passing attack than it does for the running game. They're going to run more. They're going to pass less. They're going to change the offense a little bit. All those things spell potential bumps in the road, which is why I'm a little fearful of the Cowboys out of the gate. I think they could lose some games early on trying to find their identity under McCarthy. And maybe maybe McCarthy blows it out of the water and he runs the ball amazingly. And Tony Pollard helps make McCarthy look like a genius. If McCarthy is going to look like a genius, it's going to be because of this man right here. Tony Pollard to the moon. A must cuff to Deuce Vaughn, though. You have to cuff Deuce Vaughn. You have to. You have to cut Deuce Vaughn. And I, I called Deuce Vaughn. I called Deuce Vaughn on draft day. Let's see if we can find that uh, that clip here. I called Deuce Vaughn on draft day. Where is that? Uh, I called him. Where is it? Where is it? Deuce Vaughn. I, I think it's right here. Uh, I'll have to look for it. I'll have to look for it. Deuce Vaughn, where are you? Here it is. Hey, buddy. How's it going? It's going good. This is Smitty. My phone wasn't working. Looky here, man. You want to come to work with me on Sundays? I wouldn't mind that at all. <laughs> Mashed potatoes! Deuce Vaughn is an exciting player. He's an exciting player in his own right. Like, I, I want to own this guy. Even if I don't own Pollard, I'm grabbing Deuce Vaughn everywhere because he's uh, end of the draft, round 14, round 15, round 16. You could get him around 16 and 17 pretty easily. But I'm getting him around 15 a year, uh, uh, round early, round two, round or two early. I want Deuce Vaughn everywhere. He's exciting. He's not going to be... He's not going to be a guy that, that necessarily starts a full season, like multiple seasons in a row. He's kind of that guy that like you like for a couple years. He fills in and start like Madison. Okay. Madison was a top five to 10 running back whenever he was called upon. Now, Madison might translate into a, a long-term back this year, or a full-time 17 game back. He very well, well could. I'm not trying to suggest he won't by that comment, but the way we looked at Madison league winning could come in and start four straight games, be a top 10 running back. Deuce Vaughn will be so exciting when he gets in there and, and plays football and breaks off a long run. He's so tiny and small. It, it, there's a little crack, a little seam. He's going to take it through. No one will even see him coming. They'll just be like Deuce. You know, it's almost like in basketball, that play where you you yell and you pretend to throw the ball and then you roll the ball down the field between everybody's legs and everybody's looking for the ball and the ball just rolls down the down the court and then the guy grabs it and then, that play, then, then shoots a layup. It's like that. Vaughn's like an ant. 
He's just crawling between everyone's legs, running around. No one knows where he is. And, 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 and you know, you eventually figure him out. If he's between the tackle, you know, 20 carry uh, a game running back, he'd probably get hurt. But he's the kind of guy that's going to have like a 60-yard touchdown. And best ball, if you draft him, best ball, promo code Smitty. Link, I'm going to drop in the live chat right now. The link is in the description of every video. Uh, they'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. I'm taking Deuce Vaughn Thursday. What's today? Today's, what's today? Today's Thursday? What's today? Today Thursday? Today's Thursday. We draft tonight. Uh, I'm taking him tonight in the best ball. I'll take him in the 14th, 15th round, no problem. Because if he breaks off a 60-yard touchdown run, all of a sudden he might start for you in best ball because you don't have to determine who your starters are in best ball. Your top starters, your top players become your starters for you. Optimal scoring. And, and anyway, must cuff. Pollard, Deuce, Vaughn, get them to get them together on your team and cuff them and let's go. Let's ride. Uh, uh, Deuce, Vaughn, country, let's ride. Kadarius, Tony, I've already talked about this a little bit, but uh, speaking Thursday, Chiefs OC Matt Nagy praised Kadarius, Tony, his ability with the ball in his hands. You know what I couldn't stop thinking about when I looked at this is, is you know, I, I just thank God Matt Nagy doesn't have any control of the play calling in, in KC. That's the, that's the biggest news from this piece right here. The fact that Matt Nagy's even titled the OC in KC makes me want to vomit. How did this guy weasel his way into the top offense in the National Football League? And what is he doing in KC? What possible uh, added bonus can this guy bring to the table? Thank God Andy Reid designs the plays. Thank God Andy Reid calls the plays. Thank God Matt Nagy can't do anything to blow this up. But what is he doing? What's he even there for? He's obviously replacing the enemy. And then you wonder, okay, now I'm a little fearful of the enemy. Because if Nagy can re- replace the enemy, what did the enemy really even do? Besides maybe get a cup of coffee. I'm sorry, Jared, if you're in here. And, I, and I'm hopeful the enemy can bring some excitement to that Washington offense. And I'm not, I'm not saying that in a negative way. I love the Washington commanders and, and Sam Howell this year. I think it's going to be a, a big year, but this concerns me that to see Matt Nagy at all tied to Patrick Mahomes in this offense really, really worries me, but thank God he has no control. I don't even think they give him an iPad. I don't even think this guy's got a playbook or an iPad or an office or maybe even a laptop. This guy might just be there to maybe manage the boys. Anybody need anything? We got we got waters down there. We got seltzers over here. We got anybody need a cold towel? Anybody need a warm towel? Anybody need a, a, a an air conditioning machine by their you know by them? What about a purifier? What about an air purifier? We're all good. Okay, that's all Nagy should be doing. There's no reason this guy should have anything, anything to do, anything to do. With with uh, what's going on in KC, so Matt Nagy praised Kadarius Tony, big whoop. I could care less what Matt Nagy thinks, but I love Kadarius Tony, and I'm praising Kadarius Tony. So let me rewrite the headline. Smitty, uh, news announcement here. Smitty, Smitty is praising Kadarius Tony. What was the the verbiage? Let me give everybody a real headline. Speaking Thursday, Smitty from the Fantasy Football Show. Praise Kadarius Tony's ability with the ball in his hands. That's all you need to know. Okay, this guy's this guy. Let's get rid of this. I don't even want this on my screen. Reminds me of just 
absolute awful times. Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy, Adam Gase, and, and Nathaniel Hackett, who is another coach I can't believe weaseled his way into an Aaron Rodgers offense. Thank God Aaron Rodgers, and, 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 and thank God Aaron Rodgers tells Hackett what to do, and Hackett has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers' success. Maybe he's just Aaron Rodgers needs this guy to give him what he needs, and I don't know what that is, but all I know is that it works for Aaron Rodgers, so it works for me. But moon. I don't want to hear the names Adam Gase, Matt Nagy, or Nathaniel Hackett ever again in my life, if, if possible. Uh, but anyway, this is a, this is an interesting uh, ESPN report. Absolutely love Kadarius Tony. He's going to be an absolute monster. Phone lines aren't open yet, Philly. Uh, stand down, Philly. Stand down. Phone lines aren't open yet. You'll see the phone number on the screen, Philly. Uh, Texas beat writer talking about free agent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins that he's interested in returning to the Texans. This is an interesting uh, interesting thing because I said 0% chance. I don't know that there's any truth to this. Clearly, 0% was an overshoot on my part, but I don't see this happening. I just can't see. I, he likes Houston. That's the only reason this would work and the reason why he'd force this. But why on earth he would want to go to the Houston Texans where he can't win a championship? He's not going to be he's not going to be playing at, at this high level that he's playing at now. So it makes no sense at all. It makes no sense at all to go to the Houston Texans. Nor does it make sense for the Texans to bring him in when they're in rebuild mode. They might want to get Stroud you know, further along, working with an elite talent like uh, DeAndre Hopkins, maybe. But I, I can't. I, I still feel like at the end of the day, this has a near zero percent chance of going this direction. But good, good gracious, man, anything can happen. This is the National Football League. Did anybody see Tyreek Hill getting traded? No, they didn't. Not, not the moment it happened. Did anybody see Russell Wilson coming in? And letting it ride in Denver and stepping all over Aaron Rodgers going to Denver that last offseason. No, nobody saw that. But why on earth would the Texans want him when they're rebuilding? And why on earth would he want to go? I don't know. This is why it's a beat writer talking about it doesn't mean it's going to happen or come to fruition. So hang tight on that one. I, I think it's the most unlikely of the mentioned areas for him to or places for him to go. The athletic writes that Deshaun Watson said. He regularly talks to Hopkins and has long considered him a brother, so we can assume a private full-court press is also taking place. This is definitely something that is happening. We know that the, the, the Browns are very interested in Hopkins, and Hopkins is very interested in playing with Deshaun Watson. Uh, that doesn't mean that the Bills aren't still trying to pull him in, but as other reports have mentioned, it's either going to be a ring chase with a less less amount of money or a bigger bag for a team that has a lesser chance to win a ring. But maybe Hopkins believes in Deshaun Watson and the Browns, and he says, I can get the best of both worlds, and maybe the Browns can make this happen. We'll have to see. You know Deshaun Watson's pushing for it. And the one thing that makes me think that... Uh, I I think... Uh, the one thing that makes me think that this is very, very much a possibility, whereas maybe it didn't feel like it was as likely you know, days ago, is that... The Browns have to make Deshaun Watson work. The Browns are in, we almost or may have made the worst trade in the history of the NFL mode. And they're very much afraid of being the laughing stock of the league. They're very much afraid of having everybody's fear be tr proven true, that Deshaun Watson's a bust. 
and that he isn't going to ever live up to the hype of his contract and that it was the worst contract ever given in the history of the NFL. It was the worst trade ever made in the history of the NFL. They sacrificed everything and they didn't get what they thought they were going to get, nor did they expect the world coming into his first, you know, bounce back partial season. But Hopkins will be a way for them to double down and make sure that this guy is going to deliver. Um, you know, the the Watt Watson, the best he can put his best foot forward and give his best, like the best chance of reclaiming and recapturing his old self. So I think the Browns might be all in to try and solidify that safety mechanism that is Hopkins for Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson could surely bounce back to form. Uh, we got a few super chats here. Who that Gator says, first dynasty draft, QB Burrow, running back uh, Dobbins, Swift, A-Chain, Gibson, P. Ryan, Waddle, Devonta Smith, London, Watson, Tony, Kincaid, and uh, Oconquo. Very, very, very nice start. I like it, bro. There's a lot of nice dynasty talent on that squad. Your running back crew is a little shaky, but with huge upside. Like, I say that in a positive way. I know that sounded negative, but like Dobbins, we don't know what he's going to bring to the table, but I kind of like him. I kind of like him this year. For the first time, I like Dobbins in, in a long time since his rookie year. And and Swift, same thing. Like, these guys could go crap the bed for you. Double deuce right in the right in the middle of the bed, which I think is what uh, uh, Steven just said. He dropped a, uh, just dropped a deuce. Uh, talking about Deuce Vaughn. Um, well, these two running backs could drop a double deuce right in your, on your, on your, in your starting lineup, or they could drop loads. You don't really know. It's a really, really good start. I love that you have Burrow. I love that you have Waddle, Devontae Smith, and London. And I love that you got Kincaid. Christian Watson's absolute phenomenal team. Great job. Overcome says Draft Gear Wilson. I already got to that one. Overcome, appreciate your super chat, my, my man. Uh, Dallas, appreciate your super chat. Do you favor robust RB for standard? I'll tell you what I favor, Dallas. Nothing. I n- No plan of attack, Dallas. Robust RB is the dumbest, dumbest uh, way to approach a fantasy draft because it's not factoring in best player available. Best player available might lead to robust RB. But to actually go into a draft, and I don't mean this to you, I mean it to the people that tell you to do it, because there's so many people that just say, draft RBs, draft RBs, robust RBs, draft best player available. That might lead to RBRB. Best player available might lead to wide receiver, wide receiver. Best player available might lead to a balanced approach. But anybody that's going in to draft a position, why even show up to your draft? Why not set your draft on auto-draft? Not show up and just show up, show up later. Say, what did I get? What did I get? I took, I set draft RBs. What did I get? What's my team look like? So Dallas, it's a great question. And I appreciate your super chat. You are the man. But stop listening to people out there that tell you to draft a certain position. Because they don't know what they're talking about. Go ro- robust RB. It's, it's so old, too. Like, that was like 10 years ago. You draft running back straight down the board. First, second, third round. I don't see anybody doing that anymore. That is as old school as it gets. Not to mention, it doesn't matter what you do in terms of your, your strategy other than best player available because it will lead you down all positive roads. I've got teams where I've drafted wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. And that was the best player available. you got to factor in what's best player available to your team. 
You don't just draft off the ADP rank. Uh, only a moron thinks the best player available means drafting the highest ranked player by the system. That's called being an idiot. Uh, the best player available is drafting the best player you feel is available based on your team needs, based on everything. And sometimes that's the fifth player down. Sometimes you're reaching a little bit to get the best player available. Sometimes you're at 3.8 and Gibbs is five running backs down and you're like, I'm not going to risk it. The Gibbs isn't going to be there. I'm going to take Gibbs at 3.7 and I'm going to take the best player available that has the most bang for the buck that can win me a league right here, right now. This draft selection, best player available means you draft the player that can win you a league right there, right now. Every single time I make a draft selection, this player could explode from... They're ADP, 100%, every single time. Uh, Steven, appreciate your super chat. Uh, we got Paul dropping another one. No concern with other Dallas running backs, Malik or Rojo. Who the hell is Rojo? Ronald Jones? What's Ronald Jones done in the last handful of years? I'm not scared of Ronald. I'm scared. Of, I'm more scared of Matt Nagy than I am Ronald Jones, okay? So, no, I, I, I have no fear over another running back. I do feel like Malik Davis gets overlooked. He could be the backup. He could be the cuff. You know, maybe Deuce Vaughn gets banged up, doesn't stay healthy, can't learn the playbook in time. Maybe, you know, you got to keep an eye on the running back situation. There is going to be a cuff. It seems like it'll be Deuce, but it might not be Deuce Vaughn for a while. It might not be Deuce Vaughn until week five. Deuce Vaughn may not get a snap in week one. Sometimes these rookies don't actually get, like these rookies like that on that level, don't actually get a carry until week four, week three, week five. And then people cut him in droves. Smitty, you said Deuce Vaughn's going to be fantastic. You remember Damian Pierce? You know how many people cut Damian Pierce and Kenneth Walker after week one, after I said they're going to be monsters, hang on to them, just wait. And people came out and said, Smitty, you know, you were awfully wrong about this Damian Pierce, Smitty. He's garbage. I'm cutting him. I don't care what you say. Guess what? Welcome to last place in your league, Bob. Way to cut Damian Pierce. He could have won you a league if you just hang tight, if you just hung tough for a little while and trusted the process. Hey, Smitty, this Kenneth Walker is never going to hit the field. I'm just going to cut him. You know how many people cut Kenneth Walker? Came into my live stream last year and said, Smitty, I'm an idiot. I don't know why I didn't listen to you. I cut Kenneth Walker. I can't get him back. Or, Smitty, I cut Kenneth Walker. I sure hope I get him back. How much fab should I drop on my own player? How much fab, Schmitty, how much fab should I drop on my own player? Should I drop all of it? So basically, you already had him. Now you got to drop $100 out of 100 to get your own player back. Just listen to me in the beginning, okay? Deuce Vaughn may not do anything right away. He may not do anything for four weeks. Malik Davis might be the backup, but am I scared of Malik Davis? Absolutely not, Paul. Appreciate you, Paul. Paul, I appreciate you. Overcome, I appreciate you. Aaron Jones or Dobbins? That's a great question. I lean Aaron Jones, but I want to say Dobbins. I don't know if that holds any weight for you or confuses you, but I want to say Dobbins. I can see myself getting to Dobbins over Aaron Jones. I just want to see him healthy and doing a little more, you know, old J.K. Dobbins type things, but very, very close. Um... Appreciate all those super chats. You guys absolutely rock. Uh, drop all the deuces. Drop the deuces. Daddy Dennis, thank you. Bob sucks at fantasy football, says Kilpatrick. Uh, Matt O in the building. Matt O in the building. 
Um, let's see here. Okay. So Kadarius Tony. Here's another one though that's really, really like pulling on our heartstrings, kind of confusing. Not sure what to think of this kid. We loved him last year. I loved him in the preseason. Justin Ross had the the spinal fusion thing where he had his spine fused. And you know, you, you how can you come back from that? How can you play wide receiver take hits? But there were medical reports saying that his back his back is spine. He's like no more likely to get injured again than any other person. You know, we hear people say that. We're not sure if we believe it. Uh, but he came back, didn't do, he, or he got drafted by the Chiefs. Or, well, no, was, a, was he an undrafted free agent? The Chiefs brought him in, and no, nobody else wanted him. And this kid was arguably in the running for the number one wide receiver last year in the in the draft class. But because of this whole situation, he just completely fell off the radar. But Justin Ross has a lot of upside. I mean, he was literally one of the best wide receivers, at least top three wide receivers in the nation in the nation and would have been a first round pick could have been the first or second wide receiver off the board. Had he not gone into this, this, this situation that was just so devastating for his fantasy value, for his health, for, you know, his football career, for him personally, I don't know how to, I don't know what to say here other than I'm rooting for him. I, I, he's on the field catching footballs. Andy Reid says that Justin Ross has the trust of Patrick Mahomes. What we have here are so many wide receivers vying for Patrick Mahomes' number one wide receiver role. You've got you've got Sky Moore, who shouldn't be discounted or discredited because he's a sophomore now. He's a sophomore. Um, Jack uh, Mazarak, Jack of all trades, dropping a $2 hauler. Appreciate that, Jack. Um, thank you so much for dropping that. I, I'd probably say... I'd probably say he deserves to be monitored right now. I don't know if I'm drafting him at the tail end of my draft. You can't draft him higher than that. In Dynasty, I'm probably scooping him up and holding him just in case he he somehow gets revitalized by Patrick Mahomes. It is a very unlikely scenario for him to reclaim exactly the, the trajectory he was headed on before this you know spinal situation. But it's possible. And so for, for that reason, in dynasty, large dynasty leagues, if he's sitting there, I would grab him. I would grab him and hold him. And redraft, I would just sit there with my finger over the mouse or the trackpad. Who has a mouse anymore? Raise your hand if you have a mouse. Who doesn't have a trackpad? You know what I'm saying? Like, how old are we? It's like robust. What's older, robust or a bee or a, track, or a, or a mouse? You know? Trackpad is like best player available. Have your finger over your trackpad. And you're just going to hover it and don't, don't maybe add them yet, but you're just going to monitor them and redraft. You're going to monitor them in best ball. Maybe you do some sort of like, uh, Rasheed Rice and Sky Moore and Justin Ross, and you have all three of them and they do some kind of crazy wide receiver, like coverage thing in best ball. But it is really hard to own this guy and redraft and hold him, you know, with the roster spot, but I'm really excited about him. He's had the foot issue, the spine, uh, let, let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and keep this guy. I'm sorry about all the people that own mice. My bad. That's on me. I should have just kept my mouth shut. I should have kept my mouth shut. Um, 
We'll, we'll revisit this as we see more. If let's say we hear another report or we see him catching some amazing touchdown grab in practice or in a, in a, in a, yeah, in a scrimmage or something like that, we might get right real quickly into Justin Ross mode. Just know that this this kid was one of the most exciting wide receivers coming out of college. It's 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 potentially still there. Okay, we just need to monitor it. Elijah Moore, uh, the Athletic. I I feel like NBC Sports they own the Athletic or something because they're always just posting Athletic writers. There's always a different writer. Athletic, you know, beat writers that that all just kind of part time jobs working with the Athletic or something. I don't know, but I don't trust a lot of these reports half the time. It seems it's clear the Browns want to get him Elijah Moore the ball on short passes and let him create. I do believe this report, though. I do believe in this report. I do believe in Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore was a very, very exciting wide receiver for me. And the content here supported that for a while until he fell out of favor in New York. And then we had to let him go. And now he's in a new home catching footballs from Deshaun Watson. A clear wide receiver, too, in in Cleveland. And a real opportunity to be a wide receiver 3-4 in fantasy. Like, surprising finish to the year. And he's a wide receiver, three, four in fantasy, and you end up, you know, having a, a gem of a pick. So he's a great player to grab when you're in that territory of your draft. So get excited, get ready for it. And that is all we have for the news. And now we can open the phone lines, people. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Dial into the show if you want to get on here. And any of my, you know, Marsmen guys can dial in here. Just so my Marsmen guys are aware, anybody has a Marsmen card, um, jump to the front of the line when the phone lines open. Okay, so I, I definitely want to get through news before we start, you know, having Marsmen like take over the show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just hang tight on that. D Philly was trying to get in early. I don't look, D Philly. I don't blame you. I don't need an apology. You do you. You're just an eager person wanting to get a little eager beaver trying to get on the show in the middle of the news segment. And I don't blame you one single bit, Philly. What is it that you that you wanted to say so badly during the break? <laughs> well, I finally got onto this. Uh, I got some time on my hands, so I got onto the uh, drafts on Underdog, and I was going to go over my best ball mania uh, team with you. Uh, yeah, I, I, hey, hold on. Jack of all trades who has a Mars card just dialed in, so he jumps right ahead of you. I'm sorry, that's the name of the game. Uh, Jack of all trades, real quickly, then we'll get back to uh, we'll get back to D Philly who, who's been waiting patiently. Jack of all trades, what can I help you with, Mars man? If Deshaun Watson does not look in Cleveland, do not work in Cleveland, it's going to push the whole organization back ten years. Easy. Yeah. Um, easy. Yeah, it definitely it definitely was. Ten years is that's saying it nicely. That's saying it nicely. Um I, I think uh I think uh you're you're looking at um you're looking at one of the worst trades all, still, no matter what, you're looking at one of the worst trades in, in NFL history, unless he becomes an NF MVP and wins a Super Bowl. If he becomes an MVP, wins a Super Bowl, then I'll walk that back. I'll apologize. I'll say, you know what? Deshaun Watson was worth it. But this is the worst contract ever given out. It's created chaos throughout the NFL industry. Uh, you know, every single contract that's signed is talking about Deshaun Watson's debacle situation. You know, it's this is the worst contract ever given. We can't use this as a blueprint. And finally, some QB contracts have been struck and, and inked to paper. 
that have reset it. They've reset the Desha- they put the Deshaun Watson contract to bed, and it's not the guideline anymore. Thank God. But but yeah, I mean, this could is. Could that guy have lost it that quick? Could he have lost it that quick, or is it mental, or is he just on the ropes? I don't know. Um, I think there's a couple things going on. There's a mental hurdle he's got to get over, and I and I'm not suggesting that he can't get over said hurdle. You know what I'm saying? Like it's certainly possible. Right. Just like I, just like I, I say that it's it's going to be hard for Calvin Ridley to get over the hurdle and, and bounce back to his form in 2023, but it's possible. Mike Vick, Ricky Williams, there's a few examples in NFL history where there's been a, a, a sabbatical, a little hiatus, and then the player comes back and dominates. Deshaun Watson was in the same you know, situation. He's going to try and come back and be his former self while taking this absence, whether it's forced or whatever, and it just usually doesn't end well. So then you put that on top of the fact that he's got a mental hurdle he's got to get over. He's got all the off-season problems and concerns and media just constantly asking him questions. That's got to be tough. You know, learning a new system, coming in in the middle of the year, uh, not able to practice for a while. You know, a lot of it piling up. And so am I a little hard on him? Should I be able to say, hey, Let's just give him a clean slate. Let's believe in him for 2023. Let's see what he's got with a full offseason of work. Yeah, of course. Like, I'm going to clean slate him. But I'm not just going to insert him into my top five or six quarterbacks. I'm going to say, clean slate, prove me wrong. But you're ranking below Herbert. You're ranking below Lamar. You're ranking below Fields. You're ranking below uh, Trevor Lawrence. You know, if you want to be in the mix for Aaron Rodgers, he's older, there's concerns there, there's red flags there, new offense there. Like, that makes sense to put him in the Aaron Rodgers bucket. You know, but if anybody's like, oh, he's a top five quarter, what makes you think, and what in your right mind makes you think you can put him in the top four or five quarterbacks before he proves it? You could be hopeful. You got to prove it. You can't be, yeah, he hasn't proven anything. He proved that when he gets on the field, Nick Chubb doesn't rush for touchdowns anymore. That's the only thing he proved to me last year. The moment Deshaun Watson stepped on the field, what did he play, five, six games? Nick Chubb had zero touchdowns on the ground the minute Deshaun Watson entered the game. Never again did, did Nick Chubb score a rushing touchdown for the entire five, six games, whatever it was. Never again. He didn't score a single touchdown once Deshaun Watson was in the lineup. That's got to be a concern. All right, I'm not going to Bogart all the time. I'm going to let... Uh, well, well, hey, Jack, Jack, but... why don't you just sit on hold real quick? Because i love to have you stay on the panel. Oh, yeah. Let's go back to D-Philly. D-Philly, I'm so sorry to interrupt. What is it that you're you're working with? Tell me what your team is. You want me to, to judge your team? Rate your team? Make fun yeah, of the team? Yeah, judge it. Let, let me know if it's horrible, whatever. Okay, go ahead. Hit me with it, bro. Okay, I was in uh, one of the Poodle Leagues is the first one I did, right? a boy. I was in the second uh, position, and I took Chase and Pollard and Burrow and Walker and Charbonnet. Burrow, Burrow, Chase. Walker. Hold on, Walker, Charbonnet. Pollard, did you get that? Yeah, uh-huh. I got Chase, Pollard, Burrow, Walker, Charbonnet. Love that start, by the way. Chase Brown. Okay. Duke Vaughn. 
What happened to the rest of the team, though? You have like a first rounder, second rounder, third rounder. <laughs> oh, four... you want me to do it in order? I was well, yeah, I mean, you, you went from four studs, and then now you're down to like <laughs> teen, teens, bro. Okay, then I had, uh, uh, at tight end, I took Hawkinson. Okay. And then I have Pickens. Okay. Dotson. All right. Williams. We, we don't need to go through Williams. the whole team. We don't need to go through the whole team. But I, I do like the squad a lot. I think you got a lot of talent, a lot of upside. Your running back stable is secure. Say, I mean, you got Deuce Vaughn with Pollard. You got Walker with Charbonnet. You're going to monitor Malik Willis. Okay, monitor Malik. Take a look at what that looks like in the coming days and weeks and just keep your finger over your trackpad, your ball, mouse, your your whatever you're using to, to click these days. Okay, I'm using a trackpad. Okay, I think that's what everybody should All be right. using. This thing's phenomenal. But you hover your hand over your magic mouse, whatever you got, and you just wait. And if you got a strike on Malik, you strike. We just don't know what that looks like right now. Hang tight real quick. We got Marsman Ron calling in. Marsman. Ron. Yeah, hey, go back to Philly. Okay. I just called in because I wanted, or wanted, I was going to give, give my time to Philly because oh, I know he wanted to. Get look at that! I, right I, you know, Ron, I I knew you were doing that. I just had a my my I knew it. I just could tell Ron was calling in to do something around Philly, like the fact that Philly got cut off and Ron was si stepping in and going Mars man, Ron. I I knew it. I just had a gut feeling. Uh, look at that man, Ron. Okay, so let's go. Let's go with my uh, best ball mania team. Here, I'll say thank you on behalf of D Philly. By the way, Ron, go ahead. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> go ahead, D Philly. Hey, thank you, Ron. <laughs> thank you for allowing me to talk, Ron. <laughs> All right, hit me okay. with your best. So, hit, no hit me with your best ball so team. My, That's a good team, by the so way. I was, I was, I was number ten. Okay. Okay. I. I reached a little bit. I got Armand St. Brown, Armand Ross St. Brown. Yep. Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Wow, you got that's great because Wilson you should have drafted before Armand. Well, not not really. I guess they're about the same, but that's great. That's two great wide receivers. I like it. Okay. Gibbs. Burrow. Wow, I like this start. Um, Alexander Madison, but he was at 82. So let me figure out who was before. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Kyle Pitts. Okay. Uh, did you get uh, Madison? Yep. Javonta Williams. I like this team, bro. I think you did really good. Uh, yeah, we can stop there. We don't need to go through the whole thing. Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, Gibbs. Who who's your running back two? Is it Mad is it Madison Javante? Do you go really light at running back two? It's not horrible. It's just that is light. Yeah, I got I, I take Gibbs as my uh, hero RB. Yeah. I mean that it's a good it's a good little it's a good little strategy. Um Garrett Wilson, Amon Ra. The only thing I would have considered, and I don't know if he was there. But if like some some you got Walker last time, sometimes Walker can fall to this like JSN territory, and that's the only thing uh -huh. I would have changed if it was present, if it was available, if it was you know. But that's a that's a great squad. 
Um, you could also go RB here instead of Kyle Pitts and then go later tight end. But past that, I mean, Madison, Javante, um, another another player that goes really good with this combo would be Pacheco. So if you get Pacheco with Madison and Javante, and that kind of works out to be a really good running back two combination to go with Gibbs. But I, I like it. I like it. It's good. good squad. You did good. Let's go over to Oscar real quick. Hang tight, Phil, D. Philly. Oscar, your life. Hey, hey, what up, Smitty? What's up, man? Hey, I have a couple of questions for you. Uh, first off, I got sent an offer that I wanted to go over with you. Okay. Um, well, let me pull it back up. So it was... So he's looking for Mingo uh, and wants me to send him at a 2024 first for... Quinton Johnston and a 2024 second in so, a Superflex fantasy. You send you send Mingo in a first for Quinton Johnston and a second. Right. Um, my answer is my answer is probably no. My answer is probably no. Where's the first rounder? Just so I have all the details. Um, I'm not sure. Let's just say mid first round to be on the safe side. Okay. Mid first round. I would say, uh, I mean, it's an interesting trade. It depends on how you feel about Quentin Johnson. I, I personally, I like him, but he's the number three wide receiver and there's no guarantees whatsoever. There's a probability, a high probability that between Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, there's some major missed time. And there's an opportunity for Quentin Johnson to get into the lineup. Not to mention he can still line up in three wide receiver sets. They can still use him. He's still got a lot of upside. But I don't think it's worth a first round pick to me. I personally think Mingo has enough upside that I'd rather bank on Mingo becoming as good as Quentin Johnston by keeping and keeping the first rounder. It's a taller order. I get that, but it's something that I certainly would rather bank on that. Like you don't want me to tell you a, a, another player I'd rather have. I'd rather have, I'd rather have Tank Dell and Quentin Johnston, and and I've got a video dropping on on Tank Dell tonight, probably after this video and before our our uh, our draft uh, draft uh, graveyard show tonight, our live stream tonight. I'll probably drop a Tank Dell video between the end of this and that, and. That's a player I, I'd rather have over Quentin Johnson. Not that I would draft him over Quentin Johnson, but I would rather have, like if this was the scenario we're talking about and I could get my hands on Tank Dell in a first rounder by trading Quentin Johnson, I would do that. You know, And I know you're not in that scenario, but I'm just saying that, that Mingo is that kind of guy. Mingo, Tank Dell, those are players. Josh, Josh Downs, those are all players I like. Hyatt. Now, the concern is you got to be really, really... Um, patient with these guys because Hyatt could not play at all in week one. Downs could ver- could barely catch you know footballs in week one. Mingo, I think, is the one player that's probably going to get fast track pretty quickly because you know he he is. I think they're going to going to be a guy that they they quickly lean on. But even he could have a slow start. But so will Quentin Johnston. So um, if you're not JSN or Flowers, you're probably at risk of of a slower start than than anyone expects. So. No, I'd I'd say no to this, bro. I think you could get, you could use that first rounder if you want to trade it in in a whole whole lot of other ways. You know, whether it's trading for a, an RB that's really undervalued, 
whether it's you know trying to upgrade a quarterback into Joe Burrow when you have maybe a a quarterback that's like ranked seventh, eighth, or ninth in fantasy quarterback you know rankings. Like I would use that first rounder in other ways. I think you're just you're wasting an opportunity. But that's me. If anybody in the chat disagrees and they think that Quentin Johnson's worth this, speak up and I'll throw your comment on the screen if I see it. But uh, let me go to the panel real quick and see what everybody else thinks. Um, Jack of all trade. Actually, go to Ron Navy real quick. Ron Navy, would you rather have Mingo in a first rounder, mid first rounder, or Quentin Johnston in a second rounder? Uh, probably Mingo. Yeah. So I, I, I don't. I really don't. Um, I haven't drafted Quentin Johnston at all because he's he's weak. He's too passive. I don't like yeah. it because he's too passive. He's, he's such got a, a huge body. Yeah. And such he's a, like, he doesn't know how to use it. Such now, a big dude. If they can train him, if they can train him and he comes back and he gets a little more aggressive, then yeah, I'll start taking him. Yeah. I think I could get behind this trade like in hindsight if it, that works out. But the problem is I don't know that it's going to work out that way. I mean, there's there's just a lot of moving parts. Everyone says it's the best. I saw this uh, Quentin Johnson as the best landing spot says Prime. And I'm not necessarily arguing with Prime saying that this is inaccurate, but I would say that it could be the best landing spot. But, you know, he's got to be the right player for that to, to work out. Like, it is a good landing spot. If Flowers had ended up in... in uh, in LA with the chargers, I probably would have said be patient, but it's the best landing spot. So, so prime's not wrong, but do I think that this will hold true that it ends up being looking like the best landing spot? I don't know. I just don't know if Quentin Johnson has what it takes. Um, I think that and somebody said this in the chat. I don't know who said it, but like Quentin Johnson's a mid first rounder. He's not an early first round pick. He's a mid first rounder. So if this is a mid first round right here, you know, you're get, getting rid of a mid first rounder for a guy that belongs right about where you're getting rid of it. And you're also just throwing Mingo in. So I don't like it. I think Mingo's got a lot of upside. Uh, Oscar, you're live on the show. Hello? Wait, did you say, did you go back to me, please? Sorry. Uh, Oscar, what can I help you with, pal? Hey, uh, I just asked regarding the the Quinton Johnson uh, oh. take right now. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. No worries. I do have another question. Though. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so, who would you trade for uh, Kenneth Walker to get in a superflex end? Where where would be, you know, just right? What would be overpay in your opinion? What would be an overpay? I mean, that's a little vague. Maybe maybe give me another. Uh, like, give me an example. Uh, all right, let's say, would you go Stevenson for Walker? Well, Stevenson's got a third-round ADP. So I think fair market value tells you that you're getting ripped off. But I don't know that it's necessarily going to play out that way. I think Walker could be the top five running back still. I think people are just getting scared. But fair market value, you can get Kenneth Walker around five sometimes, but late round four is kind of the expectation and the I think the the values right there. You can you can kind of count on late fourth round. Like four point six and beyond, you're getting Kenneth Walker. And I don't think that's changing in Dynasty. Like if anything, it might be a little worse in Dynasty. Uh, appreciate Kevin Smith. Um I don't know if that was a YouTube exclusive membership. Let's see here. 
or uh, if that was just a renewal, that might have been a renewal, but I appreciate you either way. I I uh, I think that you need to get more if you're trading away Stevenson for Walker, or if you're trading away Walker to get Stevenson, then I guess if you're, is that the side you're on? Are you trading away Walker? Or you're trading for Walker? No, no, I'm looking to get Walker. Yeah, Stevenson. I do have Stevenson you you should be getting more like Charbonnet and Walker. I would do it if it's Dynasty. If it's yeah. redraft, I'd probably... I have Charbonnet, so I'm trying to okay. see if I can lock in that Walker-Charbonnet Do, conference, does, does he have, like, maybe... This is giving you an example. Does he have maybe a wide receiver like um, C.D. Lamb? Or, or does or do you have, like, a C.D. Lamb and he has, like, a, a wide receiver like Tyreek Hill you can upgrade or, you know, into? Is there a, a situation where you could do, like, a baby upgrade somewhere to compensate you for giving up the third round running back for the fourth round Kenneth Walker. Cause it's about a round difference, you know, or, or quarterback, you know, turn, turn a, a Lamar into a, you know, Hertz or Mahomes or Josh Allen, like type of thing. Yeah. Um, no, he does. He himself has CD lab for sure. A little weak on the running back other than Walker. I mean, you got Chubb, but we're, we're in a, Dynasty League, so can you get a first rounder? Sure I mean, you deserve player. something, bro. I mean, Stevenson's getting drafted higher. I, I don't, I don't know. Let me let me look at uh, Dynasty consensus rankings real quick on on the on on the running backs and see where where Walker's falling because I know in redraft they're 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 around apart in Dynasty. Maybe they're closer. You know, maybe actually maybe. I don't know that I feel like this is right because I feel like people aren't updating their rankings, but I'm looking at industry average rankings and it's showing is showing Walker slightly ahead of Ramondre. But I feel like I don't know if I would trust that. I would probably say I don't know, maybe maybe Ron, does he just do it? Because he's got Charbonnet. Who, who's, he giving, who, who's he giving up for uh, Walker? Stevenson. I mean, I, I like Walker more quietly, but you know what? Look what we, hey, Smitty, look what we did. Now, granted, I mean, you're kryptonite's burrow, so but look at the deal we did in 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 our in our league. It was it was the same thing, pretty much. It's just more before Walker like went down, his ADP dropped a little bit, but still, Walker has value, and um, yeah, you know, um, I think we did a pretty good trade. I mean, overall, I mean, you got. You got Burrow and you got uh, um, yeah. What was Watson, what was right? Yeah. What was our trade? I got Burrow. You got Burrow and Watson, and I got um, I got uh, Walker and, uh, and um, third rounder Herbert. Herbert. I got yeah. Walker and Herbert, and then I got a second round twenty four and a third round twenty four from you. Second, third. Yeah, so yeah, this is this this I is to, and I and where I knew I was going to get Charbonnet. Yeah, I had no chance of, I had no chance of getting Charbonnet and I upgraded Herbs in, into Burrow and then I I swapped out C Watson and Walker and and they're they're basically going kind of similar territory in dynasty anyway. So yeah, no I I uh yeah. Bro, I I I'd say, you know, I say punch, punch it. Just get Walker and Sharps together. 
the fact that you have Charbonnet makes me feel like you can overpay. And I don't even know, like looking at Dynasty data right now, I don't know what the Dynasty world thinks of of the two. Because I don't think they've been up. I don't think it's the rankings I'm looking at. I, I highly doubt everybody's updated them properly since the Walker, uh, you know, Charbonnet situation. I, I honestly feel like everyone's left their dynasty rankings kind of alone or half, half the people are. But I'd say they're still pretty close. I would get Walker. Go get Walker. Do it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So just like the, it's a one for one, essentially. It's a yeah, I do it. I do it. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. You got Charbonnet, you're fine. I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think that makes sense. But I, I don't know what you guys think of this trade. This trade made my team, I may, I felt like my team looks really, really good after doing this trade, but it, did, it was hard for me to trade Walker. It was really hard. But without Charbonnet, I felt like this was a smart move for me to do. Plus, I needed a, I needed a wide receiver. We helped each other out. I mean, you know, our teams got both got stronger. I think. Yeah. So, and then I we we turned around because Terry's co-owner. We turned around and got rid of herbs and uh, got some other things we needed with herbs. So, because yeah. we we still had uh, Lamar. So, yeah, it worked out. I, uh, that's why I mentioned that trade because we, yeah. we did that. Uh, Jack of all trades. But you... that's before... Yeah. Yeah. Jack of all trades. You got anything else? Huh? Jack of all trades. You still there? Oh yeah. Cause I'm, uh, I'm unloading my vehicle right now, but oh, I'm, I'm in, uh, I'm on standby mode. Okay. Stay on standby there. Scott, you're live. Yeah. Drop this in the, in the comments. I had to go get some dinner out of here, but, uh, I, uh, I'm friends with uh, Scary Terry's dad, and uh, I texted him the other night, asked him uh, how, how, how Terry was liking the enemy's new offense, and uh, his response was, he said, my enemy is great, he is moving him around a lot, so he's excited about the offense. So it sounds like to me they're going to utilize Terry in different ways instead of just throwing him bombs and uh you know i'm kind of thinking that you know that would make it not out of the question that he moves from 77 to 90 maybe another 13 catches over the over the course of the season that'll push him up to 1250 1300 yards maybe you get seven touchdowns eight touchdowns out of it so don't be afraid to draft scary yeah, I like Scary Terry and Dotson. Uh, me liking Dotson a little more doesn't mean that I don't like Scary Terry anymore. But I just feel like Dotson, similar to Christian Watson, just had such an impressive rookie year that that I feel like the sky's the limit. And what I saw, eye test wise, because you know Watson, Christian Watson, and, and Dotson only did so much, you know, because they were rookies. Yeah, and, I'm just. I'm just- Patching along that they they're they're doing new things with with Terry. They're moving him around, trying to utilize him more. Uh, did pay him, so I think they're going to feed the stud. So I don't know that. I, but what I'm saying is I don't know. I don't know that Terry's the stud. I I think they're both capable of it. But if I had to guess, I believe Dotson's going to be the stud. But I'd still like to scary Terry a lot. Terry's a really good wide receiver. 
He's a really, really good wide receiver. And we've been waiting for him to be a, an elite wide receiver one for a while. He just hasn't had the quarterback. So now is the time, I think, that he gets that quarterback. But Are they like I'm, – I'm just telling you what, what Terry's dad told me, though. Yeah. That they're they're utilizing him in different ways now. and uh, It's good. I mean, that's concentrating good. Concentrating him a little more. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that could – Did he mention whether they like how – they're liking how? Is, is Terry liking how? I'm sorry. Did he mention how they're liking how? How the the no, quarter the quarterback? No, I just that that's. I was, I was te- texting with Terry Senior and just just asked him, "Hey, how's he liking my?" Yeah. I, 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 I like yeah. I like scary Terry again I don't want you to take anything negative on that I just think I think McLaurin's an amazing wide receiver I think he's an amazing wide receiver and to be honest with you the Washington commanders have probably the most underrated wide receiver room in the National Football League because whenever one says who are the top who's the top wide receiver room in football no one ever mentions the commanders and they've got Terry and Dotson it's a really formidable group I'm just telling you from my eye test, I, I see Dotson, and I see a lot of the same things in different ways, but in terms of what I expect yeah. to happen in Dotson as I do Christian Watson, that they're just very special wide receivers. I think Dotson scoring seven touchdowns in, I believe, 12 games was just phenomenal. And he scored two touchdowns in week one, if you remember, very, very involved from the jump, which is really hard to do. When you're that involved as a rookie, you know you're 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 on some some really really quick uh, you know uh, uh, pathway to the number potentially the number one wide receiver role. When you can come out of the gate like that in week one and be that utilized, they're leaning on you like crazy. And and so he got hurt and kind of disappeared. He came back. He had kind of a a, a bland couple games, but then he got right back on track, scoring. Seven touchdowns in 12 games is no easy feat for a rookie. I just think Christian Watson and Dotson are two of the most exciting, you know, players. And Watson's going a lot higher. He's going in the third round now. But I think Dotson's like the Dotson has better hands. Dotson's Dotson has better hands than Watson. Dotson's the craftiest, um, like, wide receiver you take. I think he was wide receiver 40. What was it, 48? He's the craftiest wide receiver to take as, like, he could – Literally be your wide receiver four in some cases, but like your crafty wide receiver three that you're ignoring the wide receiver three position for a while. You're beefing up your RBs and best ball. And and kind of like this team right here, this was the team that I that I drafted that it's still ongoing that I absolutely love. I pulled it on screen a minute ago. Uh, I was able to beef up my running backs and 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 get uh and get Dotson later. So I was able to get Kenneth Walker at 52. I got Gibbs and Bijan. So my running back stable is Bijan, Gibbs, and Walker. My two wide receivers are Alave and London. And then Dotson. He's just so late. He's my wide receiver three. I couldn't be happier. I got Darren Waller. I haven't gone quarterback yet, but this is like one of my favorite best ball teams right now. This is in one of the uh, um, poodles. that was. It's still slow drafting the poodle two. Uh, by the way, guys, the puppy... Two is available on Underdog Fantasy, and that's what we'll be drafting tonight. There's 140 of you in here. I expect to see every single one of you. I expect to see more of you than 140 in tonight's live stream. Um, We will be drafting on Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY. The link is right here. I'll drop it one more time. 
in the live chat. It's also in the description of every video, including this one. I'm going to pin that link in the live chat, but sign up now and get ready so you don't miss out on a spot, like trying to sign up in time. They go quick. Like we all jump in a room. We're going to go into the puppy two room. We're going to click the button at the same time. And if you've got to sign up, you're not going to get in. So we're doing puppy twos. They're five dollars. What, Ron? It's, it's over two hundred people, and top prize is one hundred fifty k. So it's a good sized puppy. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go over to uh, D Philly. You have anything else? Yeah, they just said that C.J. Stroud is way ahead of Davis Mills uh, As in the he OTAs, and he's look he's looking really good. Yeah, and and I got a Tank Dell video, like I said, dropping right after this. That's gonna gonna be a nice little video. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but yeah, there, that's a good rapport. Keep in mind, Stroud handpicked Tank Dell. Those guys were hanging out. They're playing video games together. They were buddies during Combine Week. And Stroud literally said, pick Tank Dell. And the team said, okay, we'll do it. And they did it. They, dra- they, they, they drafted him. He's the number, you know, he's going to be the number one wide receiver there. Uh, I know Mechie, a lot of people like Mechie, and, but I think Tank Dell is special. So that video, get ready for it. Get ready for it. Uh, Sick Nasty said he super chatted earlier. Let me go find that. I'm sorry, pal, if you super chatted and I didn't get to it yet. Okay, so Paul Overcome, I think Overcome had one. Jack Maserak dropped a $2 hauler. He's on hold right now, I believe, on standby. Mike uh, says, per Anderson, D-Hop likely not going to the Browns. Uh, Let me look for that report on Twitter and see if I can find it. But there's going to be a lot of smoke right now about where Hopkins is going to go, just so everybody knows. Uh, open-minded about teams league-wide, no short list I'm aware of, prepared to be patient. Hopkins, this is according to Jeremy Fowler. Um, and minicamp could be considered a soft deadline for Hopkins finding a home. So it sounds like Hopkins is going to take a sweet time. You know what that kind of tells me, though? That the market hasn't been quite as good as he thought, which is crazy because we felt I feel the same. I felt the same way about Lamar. When Lamar was franchise tagged on the lower franchise tag amount, I thought that he was going to be scooped up immediately, and he wasn't. And it, it just goes to show, like, sometimes you don't know what the market is for a player, and there's a lot of reasons for that, and we went over all those, so like, beat it like a dead horse, so I don't need to go over the reasons why. But Hopkins, he's probably not getting the hard interest that he was expecting and that's why there's a possibility maybe he does land with a team that's not a contender, but we'll have to find out. I think these teams are ridiculous for not going strong after Hopkins. Every single team should be doing it. Every single team is a contender should be getting Hopkins. I don't understand it. I think they are. He's got himself an agent. Lamar didn't have the agent, remember? So I, I, I just don't think a lot has come out. It's just smoke and speculation right now, but I think I think he gets a really good deal somewhere. He probably does. I'm, I know he will, but I'm saying I, it It doesn't. The sense I'm getting is that it's not as these teams aren't like coming and saying, hey, here's the offer. Like, well, uh, well what do you want? We'll give it to you. Let's get it done before somebody well, else comes in. And it's kind of crazy. He was, just, he was just officially released yesterday. So, you know, got to give it a day or two to matriculate, you know, all the yeah, stuff but through. You know how these things are. These things usually are lined up ahead of time. 
a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, tam- tampering. Uh, <laughs> I, I bet you, I bet you, you go live tomorrow on Breaking Hopkins News tomorrow. Maybe, maybe, hopefully, hopefully. This report says that the soft deadline might be minicamp now for him, but that that could be just a total. That's just Jeremy Fowler running his mouth about it. Uh, but anyways, thank you for that, Mike. Appreciate you dropping that super chat. We'll look into that. Uh, sick nasty. C.J. Stroud is now uh, uh, seized first team reps from Mills. That's what uh, that's what uh, D. Philly was just saying. Um, was late today, so I figured I'd super chat. Thank you, Sick Nasty. Appreciate you dropping the $5 hauler. Yeah, I, I believe that all three of the top quarterbacks, the three top quarterbacks, not talking about um, uh, Levis, I'm not talking about anybody else, the top three quarterbacks, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson, all three of them should have no problem starting week one. The only reason they won't crack that starting lineup is that the team potentially, like let's say the Colts, wants to take a dive a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> to try and get that Marvin Harrison Jr. pick or something. But I think all three of them are going to start week one. I, I, I Most rookie quarterbacks start week one now. It's not unheard of that one would sit a little while, but a lot of times you got to have somebody that's, you know, really decent in front of them to kind of hold that off a little bit. And none of these situations are, you're looking at that. Russian collusion dropping a 20 alert. Super chat alert. I want to see Russian captain captain. Alert. Russian collusion dropping a $20 hauler on screen. Russian collusion. Appreciate you, my guy, Russian. Uh, Russian says, Smitty, completed a chow chow. I had the one pick. Sent you an email. Let me know your thoughts. I think I killed it. Okay, Russian. I'm going to go to my email for you, pal. Uh, Russian Collusion's yeah. team is right here. Let's take a look at his chow chow, uh, which I still have to do a chow chow. Wow. I'm, I'm so. You know, I've done six of them. Yeah, I've done six of them, and I haven't been able to highest. I've gotten all of them six and seven spot. My my spots were in, were six and seven, except for one. I got number three pick, but I haven't gotten the one or two. Collusion. So, Collusion. Collusion. To the moon. Appreciate you, Collusion, for dropping that $20 hauler. Let's take a look at Collusion's uh, chow chow. Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Najee Harris, Jameer Gibbs, Isaiah Pacheco. Very, very nice. Chase, Kirk, Dotson, Hyatt, Evan Ingram, Kincaid. I like it. It's a good squad. Tank Dell. You got Tank Dell down there. Um, Yeah, Dotson, Kirk, Chase, Gibbs, Najee, Pacheco. Uh, you know what I, what I would have loved to have seen on this, but it doesn't like make or break it. It's just McKinnon. Just have the McKinnon Pacheco, but past that, like you know, instead of like White or or Zach uh, Evans, just that would have just did nice little touch to it. But a really good squad, really underrated uh, players mixed in with some some big time names. You got the the Burrow and Chase Stack. You got Aaron Rodgers and Carr. Um, nice job, nice job. I like it. Gibbs, I like it. Gibbs I like is. It. Gibbs is going to be fire. Zemir White. I don't like Zemir White. Yeah, I like that. It's a good squad, bro. Collusion. Appreciate you dropping that uh, $20 hauler. Um, Oscar, you got anything else? Um, No, no, no. Thank you very much. Um, just 
I guess going back to the whole Stevenson for Walker trade, um, would you recommend waiting until the draft is finished, considering this guy drafted him at the 2-1, whereas I got Stevenson at the 2 Um, Where did he draft Walker? He got him at the two-one. Okay, so your your league did your league did value him higher. I mean, he did. He valued him higher than Stevenson. I have a feeling he won't do it then, you know, because he would. He's going to tell you, "I would just drafted Stevenson if I wanted Stevenson, bro." That's what he's going to tell you. But I mean, you. So in that case, you're going to have to add something to get it done to get get him to do it. Yeah, I don't think I, I. I mean, maybe he has buyer's remorse. Did this draft happen after the Charbonnet drafting? Uh, yeah, we started on. I was looking back at that actually. We started on the fifteenth of May. It's been one of those slow drafts. So I mean, we're at the cusp of finishing right now. It's gonna be really hard for you to get, but you could try it. But really hard for you to get Walker if he drafted him that high. He clearly likes him. The only other thing you could maybe do is, and I don't necessarily think you need to do it, but you could end up trading him Charbonnet and holding Charbonnet over his head and trying to milk milk something, you know, get get something amazing from him, or just tell him, you know, watch, watch, enjoy the show. I've I've got Charbonnet, and you're gonna wish you had them both, and just walk away like a like at a car dealership where, you know, you, you just get up, you walk out, and you wait for them to call you. You got to fully commit to the walkout though. But you could just flash Charbonnet right in front of him and then walk out and see what he does. But you'd have to get something amazing, bro, or just keep Charbonnet. But, I mean, try, try and try and make the offer. Hold on, we got one more. Alert. Super chat alert. Alert. Super chat alert. We got we got Marsman Rock out on the line as well. Marsman Rock out while I prepare this super chat and this this fifty dollar hauler. What can we do for you, pal? Marsman, fellow Marsman. Uh, can you rate my uh, team so far? Uh, sure. Hit me with it while I prepare. Uh, Justin, first of all, Justin, thank you for your bold prediction. He says bold prediction. Aaron Rodgers. Let me write this on the board real quick. Uh, Rock out. Aaron Rodgers, okay. MVP. Jets go to the Super Bowl, Justin. Wow. Okay, Justin. Uh, let me let me put this up on the board, and then I'll I'll help rock out. Justin, what's today's date? The first, right? Six six one. Justin. A Rod. MVP. Super Bowl. We got it on the board. Uh, Appreciate your super chat, which is a $50 hauler. And all $50 haulers get a bull prediction on the board, and we're going to keep that rolling all year. And the person that has the boldest prediction that lands, or you guys, the chat, chat are going to vote who wins, will win a lifetime membership to the fantasyfootballshow.com content membership. And if you already have that, you can get a draft call. And you also co-host a show Either on the phone if you want, if you're scared of getting on video, or you could be on video and co-host the show. But you guys, the chat will vote on who wins. Thank you for your bold prediction. Rock out, hit me with your team. <clears throat> All right, QB, Justin Herbert, running back, Barkley, Pollard, Brian Robinson, wide receivers, Cup, 
uh, Debo, Pickens, and Dotson. That's what I had so far. So Herbert, Barkley, uh, Pollard, Cup, Debo, Pickens. That's really good, bro. I like that a lot. It's a really, really, really good squad. Very, very good squad. Uh, wide receiver room is on point. Those are four, you know, really good players. It really kind of just comes down to probably, you know, Herb's bouncing back and, you know, obviously getting like a top five finish out of one of your RBs and the other one's staying healthy all year. And then, boom, you're in the mix, man. That's really, really solid. I like it. Yeah, appreciate it. I like it, bro. Uh, looks like we got another. Hold on, we got another, another. We got a fifty. Oh my god! Another for the Patrick. Another fifty dollar hauler. Hold on. The Patrick alert. Super chat alert. This one is from the Patrick. And what is this? Is this one toward Ron Navy? Is that why Ron's going nuts here? Uh, Ron Navy, this yeah, is for yeah. you, pal. Pickett will throw double-digit interceptions. Watson won't. Watson will throw 25-plus TDs. Pickett won't. The Browns will have double-digit wins. This is a little too much to write on the board. So, the Patrick, I'm going to use the double-digit. Simplify it for me, the Patrick. This is too much to write on the board. Give, give me a simple, <laughs> simplified prediction of that. I'm going to wait for it. Yeah, give me You're a You're going to have to remove your uh, fantasy football logo there and make the board bigger. Yeah, I can't. You got, you got to simplify this. Give, give me something that's short and sweet. Um, Or we could just say reference the, the, you know what? Maybe we'll keep it. I'll just, I'll put, see his super chat. Because this one's going to be hard to write down. So I'll just write part. I'll keep it on. You know, it's your super chat. It's what you want. If all these things, you know, play out true, you'll you'll be bold enough. So let's go ahead and keep it. So I'm gonna put it on the board as picket uh, double digit interceptions, which is not crazy. Eleven, like that's not that crazy, right? So we'll, we'll put it on the board. It ain't every the Patrick. Okay, so six one. The Patrick. Pickett, C, hold, take. Okay, it's too long to put on there, but I'll say C, bold, take. Whenever we reference it, we can just come back to it here. So I've got it on screen here. I keep all these um, on the, I keep all these like listed here. Okay. Thank you, the Patrick. Appreciate you. I know, I know Ron doesn't appreciate you, but I appreciate you. All right, that's a good one. Pittsburgh won't make 500. That's that. Now, see, there's a lot here. You know what? I'm not gonna have the Patrick uh, shorten it. The Patrick, don't shorten it, because that's what makes his prediction bold. We just can't write it all up there. So we'll reference it at the end of the year. We'll read it all. We'll go through it. We'll see if the Patrick uh, wins this. It's a good one, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to write it down. It ain't even worth remembering. 
because it ain't ever going to happen. But, you know, hey, you got 50 bucks out of it, Smitty. That's a good thing. Ron is writing it down right now, Stephen says. <laughs> Whoa, we got a spider in here. <laughs> we smashed it. Got a spider in the studio. What's going on here? Okay, uh, Hopkins will land in Cleveland, says Relentless. Um, Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. It's it's a possibility. D-Hop to Cleveland, says Jake. I don't know. You, got, you guys are just uh, throwing out bull predictions now. I don't see anything. Any updates on the news? I'm scrolling through the news. Nothing, nothing really new other than what I've already reported on. Today was kind of a slow news day. But uh, there, there was the Tony Pollard news. Hopkins, um, this is the report from Fowler. I'm, I'm going to put this on screen right here, and and read it, and then we'll uh, and then we'll go we'll go to the phone lines again here. Hold on, let me put this on screen here. All right, this one's this one's from uh, NBC Sports. It says Jeremy Fowler re- reports that free agent DeAndre Hopkins is prepared to be patient again, which is signaling signaling to me maybe the market's not as I, I shouldn't say it won't get hot, but you know the fact that that there aren't team there are teams that are vo- being vocal saying they're not in any rush. Um, the Cowboys were asked today about whether they they would pursue Hopkins and they're basically like almost shot it down saying no disrespect to Hopkins we like the guys that we have um not to be cynical but what it really means is that there's no one no one has shown Hopkins the money is what NBC Sports is reporting so this this came out just this second I don't know maybe NBC Sports news writers watching the show because this is exactly what I just said and this just came out not to be cynical but what it really means is that no one has shown Hopkins the money. Per Fowler, Hopkins considers June's mandatory minicamp as a soft, a soft dead, uh, a soft deadline for for signing, with training camp as a harder deadline. Interest in Hopkins appears to be genuinely widespread, but it can be difficult for teams to find the money in the couch cushions at this time of year. I think at the end of the day, Ron, I believe what you said is correct. He will get a nice deal. Somebody's going to pay him. Somebody. But it does sound like it's not going to be where it, what we thought, which was like the hour he's released, he's signing the next minute because somebody says, here's a big fat blank check. We need you. We don't want KC to get you. Buffalo says, here's the bag. Here's the bag. But it's not apparently the case. And, and the, <laughs> the earlier report, that we heard, I forget who reported, saying that he's either going to chase a ring or chase the money that he might not be able to chase both. That might be a little more truer than I anticipated, too. But maybe there's the right combination by Buffalo, you know, coming in and scooping him up. But maybe he does end up in a place that isn't a contender, which would be crazy to me because why would a team pay him the bag unless they're, unless it's Houston, which I said at a 0% chance, and maybe I, I, should, I overstated that. But if Houston, let's say, wants to develop Stroud, and they're like, what better way than to bring in Hopkins and and, and get let, get him to work with the best, you know? And that could be like a benefit. But I don't think Houston's gonna want to pay the money when they're rebuild mode. Uh, moon men will be uh, out. The moon men will outscore the Mars men, says Pal Derby, which will be fun to look at uh, because we have two leagues: the Mars men league. 
and the Moon Men League. And by the way, I'm, I haven't mailed the cards out yet. I'm uh -huh. getting, I'm still getting everything together, but they will go out probably by tomorrow. And so the the cards will be in the mail by hopefully tomorrow to everybody. Um, I owe Ron a shirt, so Ron, you've got a Ron's got a little bit bigger package than everybody else. Uh, pause, pause. Yeah, you can say that again. <laughs> Damn, you're bragging about his package. Here, here's here's every, here's everybody else's pack. Oh, here's everybody else's package, and here's Ron Navy's. A little bit bigger. A little bit bigger. A little bit. A little bit bigger package there, Ron. Special package. Yeah. All right. Um. Anything yeah, else? My package with two no. hands. Hopkins is out wait, of his. Wait. Prime. I don't think Hopkins is out on his prime, bro. I think Hopkins is right in the middle of his prime. He has one to two years left. One to two years left. Did I read Hopkins is going to be hot and heavy this year. Hey, Smitty. Yeah. I, I, I think I read some report that I don't know who it was, the GMs or somebody was saying that Hopkins has lost a step and he can't separate anymore. <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Who 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 that wrote that? Across, who wrote that? Where is that at? I don't know. It it came across one of my uh one of my feeds that just shows up Go find on it. my phone like uh, Go find it. Swipe down on the on the left side of your phone or the whatever side of the phone you're depending on your phone. Swipe down and and try to find that report. This was a couple. It's of probably the GM from the Texans because he wants them to go to Houston. Yeah, I love I love to see the report. I, Hopkins has not lost a step, but I would say Hopkins is uh, an injury risk potentially. You know, definitely feel like there's there's potential injury risk with him, but past that, I mean, it, that's all you're worried about. I think you still got at least one to two years left. Wide receivers can be elite through like 30, 31. So I, I would say take take it, I'll take it one year at a time. I wouldn't say I would count on two years, but I'd definitely say one year at a time. All right, uh, let's go back to uh, Rock Out real quick. Rock Out, what else you got? Um, I've been liking uh, the report coming out of Washington camp on Sam Howe, and I'm thinking we'll have a better year than Dak Prescott this year. Sam Howell, that's your bold yeah. prediction? That I mean, I mean that's bold. Sam Howell over Dak Prescott, that's pretty bold. I mean, Dak's been in the top that's real bold top five to to six seven quarterbacks before, so it's like Dak is a, a bum. I I I love Howell. I love Howell. He's rags to riches to me. The best rags to riches quarterback around. You can't get any deeper than that on a ranking, a quarterback ranking, and say, like, what quarterback could be a top 10 quarterback? Like, you go all the way down. Sam Howell is literally a guy people barely draft. In, in redraft, a lot yeah. of people won't draft him. In best ball, he might get drafted. I draft him as my third quarterback all the time in best ball. Cannon of an arm. One start already own already owns the the longest air yard pass in in Washington franchise history, and he's only started one game. Did so against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we got a we got another twenty dollar alert. Super chat alert. Super chat. 
Ron Navy dropping a 20 watt on screen. Here's his bull prediction. It's probably to counteract. Uh, look at the number again. Huh? It's a bull prediction. It's a 50. Yep, yep. And, and it's probably going to counter ca counteract the Patricks. Uh, the Patricks, uh, the Patrick will disappear after week two loss to the Steelers. After week 11 loss to the Steelers, the Patrick will change his YouTube username so he can still hang out in, in disguise. That is a good one. We'll put that on the board. Ron Navy, I don't know how we're going to find him. Maybe we can just tell by his, his takes. <laughs> like, that sounds like the Patrick. That sounds like the Patrick. Patrick. That's pro I think Bob Bob S is the Patrick. Okay, so <laughs> six, six one, Ron Navy, <laughs> the Patrick. Change the username. <laughs> but well, hey, even if the Patrick vanishes, and we can't prove he changed his username, Ron could still win this. Like the chat could say, Ron, we believe you, that you're correct, and the Patrick vanished. So. The Patrick is responsible for showing up to make Ron's prediction not work out. The Patrick Where'd he go? <laughs> will vanish. After week two. <laughs> yeah, week two. Pretty, pretty early in the year. <laughs> that's early, the Patrick. That's that's not commitment. That's showing a very bad level of commitment, the Patrick. Yeah. Ron Navy. Yeah, right now I just have this one for the $20. Alert. Super chat alert. So it's a $20 plus hauler, but I will probably be creating a $20, a $50, and then a $100 plus hauler button. I don't know if I'm going to create more than that or just stop at $100 plus, but, but uh, I, they'll have different themes to them. I think a $50 hauler might be some sort of opera. <laughs> you know, that one's rock. That one's kind of like a metal, you know, like a death metal rock uh, a beat. And then and then the $50 haulers might be some sort of opera tune. Will the real Patrick please stand up, says Michael. Okay, I don't D. Know if he won't stand up or not. Yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close. I'm going to roll the, uh, close the phone lines down here, fellas. So let's start off with Ron Navy. Or no, let's start off with D. Philly. D. Philly, what are your final thoughts? Okay, I have a question about tonight's draft. I know you do it at midnight, correct? Yes, sir. So I'm in the lobby. I'll be on the phone listening to you. I'm in the lobby, and I see one that says featured, right? And then there's best ball. The puppy two, the bulldog, and puppy the chow two. Chow. puppy you two. You're gonna do, you're gonna do the puppy two. Yes, sir. So when so I'll click on that, and then you'll say one, two, three, hit enter. Correct. And then if I'm in, I'm in. You're in. You're in. Yep. And they will go quick. So if you let's say you get into a different one, don't don't uh -huh. feel like don't feel like oh you got screw it like. Look at it as a potential advantage. You know, you're going to be able to listen to everything we're talking about, apply it to the draft you're in where you're not getting sniped. And, you know, sometimes it's better. It's fun to get in the league with all of us. Like, I do like doing that. But if you don't get in, there's advantages to that. You know, you're not going to get sniped. The other people aren't going to know what right. we're talking about. Don't worry, you'll get in. 
you'll get in before Rock Out. Rock Out's always late. He always gets in the later one. He barely, yeah, uh, barely is quick enough. Hey, yeah, hey, I got in last. I think he's doing that on purpose. Hold, hey, hold on one second, guys. Hold on. Uh, you're you're live on the fantasy football show. Who's this? Secret phone number. Is, oh, okay, Jack. Uh, I didn't. Uh, should I add this one as well? Should I add this phone number just as, as well, just in case you call from it? Only in emergencies. Yes. Okay, I'll put Jack's emergency. What happened to the other phone, Jack of all trades? I dropped it. I got so excited. <laughs> okay. Jack of all trades, <laughs> part two. Hey, I was listening. I was listening in the closet, but now I'm back out. Okay. What do you, you know got? What, what do you got, Jack? What else do you got? Oh, I got this. You know, we got the moon men. We got the Mars men. Uh-huh. How about if we have the intergalactic bowl? The champion of the Mars men league plays the champion of the moon men league. Well, we, we I've thought about things like that, and I'm going to potentially incorporate that. Um, or maybe, maybe something like uh, basically the championship will just highlight the two the two matchups and whoever scores the most points out of that matchup will be crowned the universal winner like the intergalactic winner or something yeah but you won't you won't actually face each other cuz you'll be in two separate leagues but we can you know we can visualize it we can say here's the highest score in this moon man the highest score in the mars man the moon man outscored the mars man you are the intergalactic you know whatever but really the reason why we can't really make more than that out of it is because the Mars men group are a different, uh, it's going to be considered different like class, so to speak. And the moon men, the, the lowly moon men, you know, the guys working the, the nine to fives, not the, 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 high, the high dollar fellows up in the moon, Mars men list, you're going to try and infiltrate this league. And so the winner of the moon man each year is going to go into the Mars man. The, the last scoring place of the Mars man league falls into the moon man league and has to play with the, the lowly moon men. And he's going to be out of place. He's going to be embarrassed. He got bumped out of the Marsman League. And each year... His tail's going to be between his legs. Yes. He's going to be crying in the corner. Yep. So eventually, he's in five be- or six years, we literally, unless the same two swap again, which will be unlikely, we'll literally have five Marsmen or six Marsmen in the Moonman League and five or six Moonmen in the Marsman League. And, and you don't lose your card or anything, your, 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 your priority or anything like that, but... You will be in shame if you get knocked down a league. Nobody gets kicked out of the Moonman League, though. You'll always have a place in it, but you want to try and climb back into the Marsman League. But but that's why we kind of can't collide them. Really, I might do some sort of like you know who scored more, and you get some kind of award for it. But you can't really be the champion if you're in the Moonman League because that is the technically the second league, the the, the bullpen for the the the, the Marsman. So that's why we can't really fully go through that. But, you know, I have a lot of people requesting another card and another group. The problem with that is I, I could take it to a vote, like, and say if all the Moomin and Marsmen agreed that they wanted another card and another, like, system for it. But the reason I would have to take it to a vote and have them approve it is because these individuals paid for the exclusivity of this. So if I was just to go out and just create another card and do a, you know, a, like a... Uh, a satellite man, you know, card or something that would defeat the purpose of potentially the values of, of this. So I don't want to do that, but we could, we could explore it as a group or something like that and, and figure out if there's another way to get, but I, I don't know if I want to go that route. I'd rather just create some other cool idea that doesn't step on the toes at all of these cards 
And you know I'm creative enough to do that. So I think that's probably the route we're going to go. This is Garrett. This is our... Garrett is our, our highest super chatter of the year in a single live stream. Everybody drop a gorilla and eggplant 600 emoji right now for Garrett, who owns the, the biggest super chat in one single live stream in 2023 of $600. This is Garrett's emoji. Please drop it. Garrett says, bull prediction, Smitty gets bumped to the moon men. Garrett, you haven't dropped a bull prediction yet with your 600, did he? Does anybody remember? Ron, do you have a good memory? You have a memory of an elephant. Did Garrett drop a $50 hauler prediction with the 600? With the 600? Did he get one? Okay. So his bull prediction is Smitty gets bumped down to the moon man. I get last place in the Marsman League. Okay. That's a good one, Garrett. I like that one. That's a, that's a, that's a bold one. That's the boldest one I've heard. That, that is a good bet because... You get, you get really, really busy, busy and forget to change, change your lineup. Garrett, <laughs> Garrett says... It's like, like I, I forgot, forgot my lineup. Smitty. I'm like 15. Drops to Moon Men. Like, that's, that's a challenge. challenge. <laughs> League. I'm going to be trying so hard not to let him win that bet. Can you imagine? Uh, Garrett, let me put that on the board here. On the on the big board. Hold on. Garrett. Oh, Garrett did drop one? That's well, a good that, That's okay, Garrett. You still get another one because you're a boss. You get two of them. How's that? <laughs> Garrett gets a free extra. Eddie <laughs> Dennis dropped the facts. He said, fun fact, last time the Jets won it all, man had not walked on the moon yet. <laughs> that's cold that's cold alright uh, let's see uh, Philly final thoughts uh, not much Schmitty. good show tonight appreciate everybody y'all take care alright see you tonight uh, see you hope, hopefully at the draft at midnight yeah it could be midnight sometimes it's 1230 I, I run behind, but I'm trying my best to get on before 1230 actually strikes. So between midnight and 1230. All right. Appreciate you, Philly. All right. Take care, brother. Yep. Uh, Jack of all trades. Final thoughts on your on your burner line. I'm sending it right now. Okay. Uh, Jack, what's, are you super chatting, Jack? What's going on here? Jack of all trades. I'm trying to. I'm on my burner phone, though. Jack of all supers. I had I had the uh, intergalactic call. That's about it. Okay. Well, I'll I'll leave you on hold. I'm gonna leave you on hold while you figure that out, so I can talk to you about it. Uh, so, uh, rock out. What is your What are your final thoughts? Um, I think I'm good. Okay. See you tonight. Hit that thumb up on your way out the door, people. Please. We got uh, we got 120 people still in here. Only 84 thumbs up. Rock out. We'll see you tonight. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Patrick's calling in real quickly. I, I can't make this, I can't make this a long drawn out thing. So the Patrick, go ahead, speak your mind real quick. You're live. All right. I can make this happen in 10 seconds. Okay. Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback mid massage than daggone Kenny Pickett. All right. That's all I got. Hey, hey, the Patrick real quick before you bounce you again, I'm not saying that Watson can't rebound. 
but you have nothing to show for it yet. You have nothing to show for it yet. He has not bounced back yet. He has not become the quarterback he once was. No, I he agree. Was, As yeah. of right now, it's bouncing something off the wall. And yeah. Okay. I, I, can, I can agree with that. Okay. I can take that then. I can, I can. Ron, did you want to say anything real quickly to the Patrick before? You know, Ron dropped a $50 hauler predicting you'd yeah. vanish by week two, that you're going to leave the yeah, show by, him, by week two. I told him in the chat that I ain't going nowhere, sweetie. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'll be here. Win or lose, but I know we're gonna beat your your ass in week two and we'll see if you're here or not. Alright, later the Patrick, appreciate you. Yeah, all right now. Alright, we got here we go. Jack Jack of all trades dropped it. Here we go. Alert. Super chat alert. Okay, so the uh, Jack of All Trades dropped his super chat right here. It is on screen. It is Herbert MVP. Uh, let's see. Herbert Herbert MVP, but Detroit Lions versus Cleveland Browns Super Bowl. Woo! Woo! Jack of All Trades. T speak to me, Jack. Tell me about this. It just got ugly. Yeah, talk about it. Talk to talk to the people. Walk them, walk them through your prediction. Shit, I got this phone all screwed up. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you, Jack. Uh, can you walk the people through your prediction, please? Can you walk the people through your prediction? Oh, it's uh, no, I'm all tongue-tied right now, dude. I'm lost. Wow, Jack of all trades, speechless for the first time. This is uh, this yeah. prediction is leaving me speechless here. Herbert MVP. Um, where did I start to write your your thing at? Jack of all trades. There it is. Herbert MVP. Sorry, cause this phone sounds like it fell underwater. I can't hear anything. So okay, Herbert MVP. Lions versus Browns Super Bowl. Wow, that's bold. That is bold. Lions. Versus Browns Super Bowl. Walk us through that, Jack. Walk us through it. Can you walk us through the prediction, please? You still there? Yeah. Can you hear us, Jack? Ah, this phone's jacked up, bro. All right, Jack. We we got it. We we appreciate your super chat, Jack. Thank you. I don't think he can hear us. Jack, hello? Hello? All right, we'll leave him there. Uh, Matt Biagia, you, you have 10 seconds. I'm on my way out the door. Uh, yeah, only the, I wanted to add on the, the Watson. And you you always say he, he played six games. That was a, a good sample size. So do you think it matters if you haven't played football in two years that you come in and play the last six games of the season and how that would affect you? Well, I, I, I'm saying the, the other team should be kind of in a groove, right, by that late in the season, and this guy's coming in. It's, I mean, basically the NFL is like the preseason for the first four games. 
I think but it's unfair. Give me your thoughts. I think it's unfair, and I'm saying this against my own stance, my own, like, I don't, I'm not a big Watson believer right now. There's a, it's an uphill battle to come back after a hiatus like that, which is why I'm a little cautious with Ridley, but we're hearing such good things about Ridley that I'm getting excited about it. And I feel like Ridley might be the one exception, you know, like Ricky Williams, uh, Mike Vick. It happens where a player takes off a lot of time. And they didn't get like they didn't have a you know a season-ending injury where they're rehabbing and they're, it wasn't their fault or whatever. But like if you're suspended for multiple games, like Lev Bell sitting out didn't end well. It just never ends well usually. And so I, I a, a uphill battle, but I think it's hard to like say that he's where he will be this year. Last year, like last year was a uh, it wasn't like a great indication of how he'll play this year, but. Maybe he doesn't get better. Maybe he gets worse. Maybe he, maybe he ends up becoming you know, eighty uh, percent uh, of his old self. But like to become a hundred percent of your old self and to recapture it all and be not only where you were but continue to to progress and become a player you were gonna become, so highly unlikely in my opinion. Like, could he be eighty percent of his old self? Sure, but will he ever like exceed his old self? I doubt it. I don't think he could match it. But who knows? I I believe that he'll be better than he was during the majority of that, you know, six game time frame because he did show prom more promise at the end of the year. Like I think the last game or two, he did show some promise. So I think there's upside for sure. But I mean, man, I think he's got a lot of pressure on him still. I think less pressure this year than he did last year. Last year was like, oh my God, what's he going to do? This guy, we just paid all this money and then he didn't do anything. Like he's already kind of crapped the bed. So maybe he has a little less pressure. He goes out there and shows what he could do. I like Elijah Moore. If they get Hopkins, we're going to have a whole new reset of a conversation where we're going to be like, okay, maybe we got to talk about this a little differently now because Hopkins is there. And he know him and Hopkins are like this, bro. So that, they're going to have great rapport. That will put Deshaun Watson back in a comfortable place really quickly. So if I'm the if I'm the Browns, like I explained at the top of the show, if I'm the Browns, I would make sure I get this done at almost any expense. Why? To protect the investment you already made, to double down in the Deshaun Watson situation. Because if you don't, you're going to be, as Jack said, set back for a decade. So Watson's worth every single penny, and they should be going to the extreme to get him. That he would wants it. OBJ money. That's what I'm But hearing. if he look, I would give it to him if I'm the Cleveland Browns. You've already made I mean, a, if somebody gave OBJ fifteen mil, I certainly would give that to the yeah, top. I really you, would. You gotta you gotta spare no expense to get Hopkins if you're the Browns. You have to. Otherwise you're you're literally potentially letting the, the I mean, Watson. You have to overpay him to come to Cleveland. Well I mean, he, you do. He, yeah, but he also might want to go to Cleveland. I mean it's it's not the place I would pick for him, but he wants to play with Watson. Love the show, Smitty. All right, later, later Biagio. Later. Okay, uh, Jack, are you still there, Jack? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Or hear me? Yeah. Okay, uh, real quickly, I got to jump. Tell me about your prediction real quick. Really bold one. Lions versus Browns, bro. Oh, somebody's got to win. Might as well be Detroit or the Browns. Okay, I like it. I say, hey. Yeah, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. All right, Jack. Ship, I'm driving. All right, Jack. We'll see you later. All right, bye. Uh, Ron Navy, final thoughts. Yeah, gotta love these bold predictions. Wow. 
Yeah, some of them are good. All right, Ron, I'll see you tonight. Yeah, that's a, uh, I so I'll see you later on tonight. All right, later, man. Later. Ron Navy. Uh, guys, I will see you all tonight. Ron Navy dropping his 50. Uh, let me thank everybody here who's dropped a, a super chat on the screen tonight. Thank you all for the likes and just sharing the, the stream. Uh, Jack dropping the $50 holler. Garrett uh, dropping his uh, super chat here. Ron Navy, super chat, $50 hauler. Pal Derby, Moon, Moon Man Wallet, score the Marsmen. Appreciate Pal Derby and all he's contributed over the last couple uh, weeks and months. Um, appreciate you, pal. $50 hauler from the Patrick with a bull prediction about Kenny Pickett and a whole slew of different things. There's so many things in this prediction. Uh, thank you for that. Justin, appreciate your bull prediction. Aaron Rodgers, MVP. I like it. Russian collusion with the $20 hauler. Talking about his chow chow. Absolutely crushed his draft. Uh, Sick Nasty dropping a super chat. Mike dropping a super chat. Jack dropping a super chat. Uh, uh, Overcome dropping a super chat. Uh, and uh, and then we've got uh, Wolfer dropping his. Steven dropping his. I think we got another $10 hauler coming in the door here. Uh, Dallas dropping a super chat. Who's that Gator dropping a super chat? Overcome. Appreciate that super chat. And Wolfer dropping the $2 hauler to set off the whole uh, mood and event. And then we got Torres dropping a $10 hauler. It says Dynasty. First of all, all $10 haulers get a moonshot. To the moon. To the moon you go, Giancarlo Torres, my man. Uh, Dynasty Superflex trade. Which side do you pick? Patrick Mahomes, Garrett Wilson, Darren Waller, Robert Woods, or Aaron Rodgers, Saquon Barkley, CeeDee Lamb? Uh, give me Mahomes, Garrett Wilson, Darren Waller. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I pro I probably take that side. Because the way I look at it is C.D. Lamb and Garrett Wilson, you could wash it. And I'd almost rather have Garrett Wilson, to be honest. I know that's bold to some people, but I would. And, and Barkley versus Waller. Clearly, I'd rather have Barkley. But is Mahomes over A-Rod a significant upgrade? Even though A-Rod could have a good year. I'd rather have Mahomes, Waller, and Garrett Wilson. I just think that's a more powerful trio. And I love, I actually like Waller right now in New York. So I'll probably take that squad. Um, but it's a very arguable thing because Barkley versus Waller, essentially. Uh, Gene Carlo, you're my dude. You've been a part of the show for a long time. I appreciate you. And I will see you all later. Thank you for watching the Fantasy Football Show. We'll be live tonight drafting on Underdog Fantasy. Promo code SMITTY. You can use promo code SMITTY or use this link that I've pinned in the live chat. Just go to the live chat. You'll see the link. Sign up now ahead of time. It's a $10 minimum. Uh, $10 will get you in the, in the door. They'll match up to your, to $100 in your first deposit. I will see you all tonight when we draft. Just make sure you click that link ahead of time so you don't miss out on getting in the draft. I will see you all tonight. Uh, Gene Carlo, I see your text. By the way, I'm sorry I haven't got back to you yet. I will get to you right now, my man.
tripod, likened to pyramids in ancient Egypt, consists of drafting either Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts with one of Hall, Gibbs or B. John, and one of Alavi, Watson, Wilson, or Chase.